Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Every now and again, I mention that the laws vary wildly from state to state. And every now and then you hear about some state that's got some gigantic loophole that you wish your state had. Like it might be really easy, for instance, to get a driver's license in one state compared to the state in which you live. And the question is, can you use that driver's license where you are? And so here's the one that unfortunately for many people is going to come to an end. But a lot of people knew about this one. Vermont. Vermont had one of the most liberal policies on titling vehicles uh, and registering vehicles. And so they became the go-to for people in the other 49 states who had problems with these things. So here's the story. Mercedes Streeter wrote this for The Autopian. If you don't know about The Autopian, go look at them right now, The Autopian. Uh, A whole bunch of people who used to work at Jalopnik now work there. And um, if you liked the old school Jalopnik back in the good old days, well, the Utopian's a lot like that, but also they've expanded on it. So (laughs) David Tracy, uh, Jason Turchinsky, and of course, Mercedes Streeter, who tells us that Vermont will no longer register cars in any state because people couldn't stop doing crimes for the past several years. It's been an open secret to Vermont is America's Department of Motor Vehicles. So everybody knew about this. And Vermont was willing to register just about any vehicle to any person living anywhere in the U.S. so long as they could basically fill out some paperwork, which was a godsend to anyone rescuing a barn find motorcycle, saving a car from the crusher, or building a bus into a motorhome, which is something that Mercedes did. Unfortunately, not everyone had honest intentions, and many people used Vermont to register stolen cars or to run a weird quasi-DMV of their own Now, because of these people, Vermont has closed up its DMV to outsiders. See, this is why we can't have good things. (laughs) She says nearly three years ago, she's a fresh face over at Jalopnik, and her girlfriend, now wife, bought her a school bus, which she bragged to her colleagues about how she made it legal to drive thanks to Vermont. Normally, you would need a CDL to drive a large school bus, but thanks to Vermont's then incredibly loose rules, the bus was registered as a motorhome which shocked colleagues so much that her editor told her to write about it. So she wrote an article about it. And ever since, I worried that my article was going to be the reason Vermont reversed course. But of course, she was not the only one. People talked about this openly on YouTube and the registration loophole of Vermont. Haggerty has multiple articles about it. uh, And many of those even predate Mercedes' article. And she learned about the loophole from someone on opposite lock, and used the plethora of then-existing online tutorials to figure it out for herself. And I used to write for Opposite Lock as well as Jalopnik. And I believe I've spoken to Mercedes as well. Following her article, her inbox was filled with nasty grams from people saying that she had killed the secret. And she says she's watering that down, probably for our tender ears. However, the piece didn't actually get as many clicks as you'd think. And for more than two years later, You could still register vehicles in Vermont while living anywhere in the country. And then Vermont temporarily even extended the scope of its mail order DMV during the pandemic. For the price of just six bucks, you were able to register any car in any state and you didn't even need to prove that you owned it. You got your plates instantly onto your phone and you printed them out, which she says many people might consider that absurd. So you could be sitting in Idaho and decide to get Vermont plates for your car, and you could do that. 
So back in 2020, Mercedes spoke with a Vermont DMV official, and they informed her that they were well aware that people were misusing this Vermont loophole. At the time, the general consensus appeared to be that car and motorcycle enthusiasts were basically paying the state money to never drive cars in their state. Vermont requires inspections, and Vermont can't inspect a car that's, you know, in Wisconsin. (laughs) Thus, Vermont-plated cars from other states were technically illegal to drive in Vermont. So if you lived in Idaho and got that Vermont plate for your car, you could drive it anywhere until you brought it actually to Vermont, where they'd say, oh, you have to have inspected to drive it here. And that's a kind of weird dipsy-doodle there. Unfortunately, the wrong crowd found out about this and started using it to register stolen cars and also to do other shady things. And so the loophole was officially closed June 26th, 2023. Mark your calendars as that is a day that the uh, free ride ended. Now, Mercedes could not determine the exact moment when Vermont became a mail-order DMV, but she can tell you it's been going on for at least a decade. Uh, She's... Sure, many readers are scratching their heads about this one, too. Over the years, she's met countless people who couldn't wrap their heads around how Vermont's DMV operated. But since the loophole is now closed, she'll explain it as best she can. It's a situation perhaps countless car enthusiasts have encountered. You found a rusty car in a barn, decided to save it, doesn't have a title. No one really knows where the last title went. So the car is savable, but if you live in a state that requires a title you got to go through all kinds of stuff. In Michigan, and also, I guess, in Illinois and a few others, you can do this with what's called a bonded title. That is, they'll issue you a title, but you've got to post a bond in case someone else shows up and goes, um, that's my car. And that bond has got to be something you keep active for a few years. And that can get expensive because the bond is based partially on the value of the car. So whether that's a, a, an easy thing to do or not, I'm not going to get into. I've never actually done it. I've written articles about it, and I know the law is convoluted on that topic. So Vermont does not title vehicles that are 15 years old or older. So if the vehicle you're saving is old enough, all of the proof of ownership you needed was a bill of sale and a VIN verification, both of which took very little effort. If you're dealing with motorcycles, the state doesn't title anything under 300 cc's. So you could buy a brand new scooter and register it in Vermont without any issues. Vermont also doesn't title trailers under 1,500 pounds. The state was also an incredible resource for people converting former commercial vehicles into motorhomes. Many states have requirements as to what they will consider a motorhome. So for instance, Illinois says you need at least four of the following, such as a cooking facility, a gas or electric refrigerator, a toilet with exterior evacuation, heating or air conditioning system, uh, potable water supply, and a 110 to 125-volt electric power supply. Now, those requirements aren't hard to meet, but then again, if you're converting something, you've got to do a bunch of work. So in Vermont, the state did not require that you prove that a vehicle is an RV. Instead, you just told the state you wanted a motorhome registration, and you'd get one. <laughs> so That, I believe, is what Mercedes did. Now, her article is actually six pages long. I'm not going to get into it beyond that. But I can tell you a couple things, one of which is she's a wonderful writer. Two, the Autopian's a great website. Occasionally, you'll see me wearing an Autopian shirt on this channel. And I love those guys. I've gone to an Autopian meetup where they all brought out their cars, and I drove my Viper out there, and we all stood around and ate pizza in uh, in a Walmart parking lot, which is more fun than it sounds like. 
<laughs> but this was one of those things. And I remember seeing people pose questions in a, in a frenzied panic going, I just found the greatest deal. And it's a vehicle, and the guy tells me the story. The story makes sense, but the vehicle hasn't been titled in forever. I have no doubt this guy owns the car, but he hasn't got the title. What do I do? And I've explained to people, well, if you're in Michigan, what you got to do is you got to go through the bonded title process. And, of course, people say yes or contact Vermont. <laughs> Vermont's got this great thing. The sad part is they have it no more. They, 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 did, they did do away with it. And I know some people are going to blame Mercedes or Doug DeMuro or the others who've talked about it openly and said, oh, these people brought attention to it. Um, this was one of the worst kept secrets on earth. Everyone knew about this. And Vermont, trust me, Vermont knew that people were doing this. And so you might say, why were they doing it? Well, it was probably a pretty decent source of revenue because they knew that somebody who titles this, you know, and registers this vehicle from New Mexico ain't never bringing the car to Vermont. So Vermont's getting money paid to them for a car getting put on the road someplace else. (laughs) Not a bad deal for them. Um, I'm just surprised that the feds or the other states didn't lean on them. And they may have. They just may have done it behind the scenes. So that could be what happened. Be that as it may, for those of you who are counting on the Vermont loophole to get that barn find back on the road, uh, that loophole has closed up. So Mercedes Streeter wrote that for The Autopian. Again, I highly recommend that you visit The Autopian and check out their stuff. And, And it's got the great writing. Like I said, David Tracy uh, an engineer who writes about stuff, and he'll explain stuff in a way that you can understand it, even if you're not an engineer. And Jason Torchinsky, um, <laughs> he's got a fascination with some of the strangest quirks about cars, and he can write a 10,000-word piece on the evolution of mid-war French automotive turn signals or some, some, some such. I mean, you're like, what? And three sentences in, you realize, wait, suddenly I'm 75 sentences in. (laughs) Where do those sentences go? Oh, I'm reading them because they're entertaining. And I have to always mention that he wrote a book about autonomous cars. And he titled it Robot Take the Wheel, which is the best book title ever. (laughs) So please check out the Autopian, check out Mercedes also, and Vermont... She tells us we'll no longer register cars in any state because people couldn't stop doing crime. That's why we can't have good things. Questions or comments, put them below. Otherwise, I'll talk to you later. Bye bye. Thank you for watching Leto's Law. As a child, my family's menu consisted of two choices take it or leave it. If you left it behind, there was no dessert.